call it. Call it, yes. For what? Just call it. Welcome to episode 50 of Call a Friend or the podcast where two friends watch a film decided by the flip of a coin. This week, Donica's away on his honeymoon. So myself, Andy J. Ritchie, and guest co-host Andy Casper watched John Waters' 1974 film, Female Trouble. As always, the podcast contains spoilers for the film right from the start. Check out JustWatch.com for streaming and rental options in your region. You can find us on Instagram at CallItFriendOPodcast. Drop us a line there with any feedback or recommendations. Stay tuned till the very end of the episode for a couple of voice notes from Donica Tiernan and enemy of the show, John Spillane. <laughs> Okay, so this is episode 50 of Call It Friend. Donica's not here. He's away. Good. On his honeymoon. You're not allowed to speak until I introduce you, <laughs> just to be clear. So yeah, I managed to get I managed to get someone else. I roped someone else into taking his position. And that is the extremely talented and funny Andy Casper. Hello. In the house. And this is awkward because we don't really know each other. We know each other a bit. I a mean, bit, I because we just had a conversation yeah. for one hour. Yeah, I saw <laughs> you in Edinburgh brief. I did actually talk to you for a, a minute, but you forgot. And uh, I also, you came to Barcelona like a, a year ago or something. And you were, you, you did Imperfecto and I was there. Really? So, oh, yeah, so two, years did, yeah, two years ago. Well, two yeah, years ago. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. here. Anyway, Andy's a very, very funny and talented stand-up comedian. I'm going to give you the most ridiculous hyperbolic compliment and it's going to make you feel awkward for the rest of this podcast recording. And that's that we were, <laughs> we, were on, uh, we, we were on an open mic together last week with Michelle Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. From off of Netflix <laughs> yeah. and YouTube and all that stuff. And I'll just say, if I had the choice between watching Michelle Wolf and Andy Casper, I would obviously watch Michelle Wolf, but <laughs> I would also then consider watching Andy Casper too. Oh, nice! You'd be, you'd be the second choice out of those two, and that's pretty. No, actually, genuinely, that uh, that that was a joke. I would rather watch you oh, shit. than her, than hey, Michelle Wolf. I'd much that's... rather watch you do comedy. That's not a knock on Michelle Wolf. She's definitely she's going she's to listen to this podcast. She's a pro. She's she's listening, right? Absolutely. Well, she's not, yeah. Obviously, she will be listening to this podcast. But yeah, I would much rather watch you do comedy. Thanks, so man. yeah, follow Andy Casper on Instagram. What's uh, your Instagram account? Uh, Andy Casper comedian or something like that. That's good. Yeah. That's the level of yeah. self. That's the that's <laughs> the right level of self promotion. You're on the correct podcast for having that level of yeah. self promotion. Okay, so. Have you ever listened I'd, to an episode of this before? Be honest. Uh, I've, no, I've heard clips on Instagram. <laughs> you accidentally, <laughs> you accidentally didn't have the volume turned down <laughs> when you were looking at Danica's Instagram, <laughs> and you accidentally heard clips of us just talking shite. Well, just to explain what happens, normally we talk about what we've been watching, then we go into talking about the film that we uh, that, that won the toss the previous week. Donica selected the film Female Trouble like some kind of terrorist. <laughs> he gave us the film Female Trouble and then left the country, basically. I think he's in the south of France. So we'll have to talk about that. We'll talk about the cast and then the plot of the film and then we'll get into the toss pick for next time, which was choosing a Bollywood film. So there we go. That's some of the exciting stuff. Nice. Can I just say I'd rather mm -hmm. watch you than Michelle Wolf as well? Good. Yeah. That's correct. That is a correct choice. Fuck Michelle Wolf. Actually, I think she's she's 
she was a very nice lady. I think she seems all right. And she seems like a nice lady. Yeah. She was good, wasn't she? Yeah, but she she's got good, millions yeah. of dollars, so good luck to her. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Right, anyway, what have you been watching? Well, Fake uh, I've watched two films in the last week, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was June. Okay. Which was... I like the way that you say that. It's a nice English pronunciation, June. Oh, what would you say? I don't know. I've, I've been l- kind of lured into calling it Dune. Oh, like Dune instead of Dune, I'm sorry. Dune. 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 I don't know. Dune. Okay. Let's, okay. I don't want to get I don't want to get bogged down on the pronunciation, but well, anyway, that's my fault. Sorry. Go uh, ahead. It's a mate it's a mate. I think it's like one of the best films. Mm, I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but I loved it. I but the thing is I love the book. I read them when I was a mm. kid. Dune or Michelle Wolf? Uh Dune. Correct. Yeah. Uh, okay, because I, I found this is what I said last time. I said I found the film to be very sterile, the, very sterile. Yeah, we, me, Donica, and John Spillane watched it oh, okay. last week or, or whenever. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like because I I know the um, the story so intimately. Ah, uh, like there, I guess there might have been a lot that just would have gone over your head. Like my, I watched it with my girlfriend, she I had to explain a whole bunch right. of stuff afterwards. Um, but I just thought like the soundtrack was yeah. amazing and Zimmer um, there were some really like cool moments that just stuck in my head like you know the bit where, where they use the voice right like, yeah. under him yeah that's good that's I do enjoy that cool, and man. of course the big kind of invasion scene the invasion, the invasion scene. scene is what Whoa. it's all about that's the reason to watch it yeah so you're hoping that they're going to make a second part eventually they, they will right they already are are they not i don't think so i think really? it i think it is, needs to make a certain amount of money before they're gonna get oh the well, i'm going light. to see it again tomorrow yeah, so i'm doing should. everything i can to help definitely i will pirate it when it comes out yeah but you've got so to watch it in the cinema well, you i've have seen it to once watch I've it in seen, the i paid once yeah but then yeah but i think if that. you don't see this movie in the cinema you're, you're really missing out like i like i saw interstellar in the cinema mm. again relatively recently in the mm. last year and that was like a mate that that's was the only i've only watched that once and that cinema. was in the cinema here so in the phenomena yeah. uh no it was in the balmez one barcelona oh, okay. cinema chat but yeah it was in the balmez one <laughs> yeah but yeah the, i mean i saw the phenomena i mean the right. phenomena and june in the phenomena the phenomena is like just got a huge screen yeah that was the, the sound that was, systems that was incredible. where we watched june yeah yeah it was good to blow yeah. us away all right what else what else what uh, else your next yeah. one so i watched with my girlfriend just one night we watched a film called judy and punch which is kind of like, I think it's like 2019. It is um, a, a quite an odd film, but it's, it's basically the story of Punch and Judy, the puppets of each other up. And um, it's Australian? Yeah, it's Australian, weirdly, but they're all, they all have British accents. So I guess it's got, um, what's the name of that actress? I think Mia Vasakowska. Yeah, she, was she in like Alice in Wonderland or something? Yeah, like that? that's right. Yeah, so she's, I mean, she's good. She So basically it's a kind of dark imagining of the Punch and Judy story where like it's, it, um, you know, like basically Punch is, is a domestic abuser. Right. It's basically, like in the in the puppet show, he's always mm-hmm. beating people up. And the, the, a lot of the things like the sausages and the crocodile and the policeman, they all appear, but in real life. Okay. Um, And it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of got this fantasy, it's got this like, fan, it takes place in this kind of fictional fantasy village called like, sea town or something like okay. that okay i don't think it's called that but it's like something like that seaside apparently seaside, seaside yeah. england wow yeah. they really went all in yeah and there's this kind of and there are a few things about it that i quite like i give it like a sort of 6.5 out of 10 maybe i like that or i like seven, that it's out of 10 and it's yeah. also you've got 0.5s That's yeah because like there was there's a lot i liked about it but i think it it was a 
bit silly and i think the tone it, the tone it was like dark at some points and then it it was like silly at other points but it it didn't you know like have you seen um like three billboards in Epping, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, how, I love that film for how it kind of it does it really well, where it's like dark and sad, and then it's funny. And right, it's just okay. kind of constantly. Okay. I get it. Yeah, because it's, it's going between right. those two. I think Gigi and Punch wants to do that, but mm. doesn't quite get it. But it does kind of get it. Right. So it's like kind a black comedy. Yeah, it's a black. It's a black comedy. But then, yeah, and it's got like horror tropes in it, and. It's, I recommend it. Like I check it out. It's kind of interesting. There's there's this there's a bit I quite like about it. There's um there's a part where you spoilers got, for Judy and Punch. Yeah, yeah. There's a, <laughs> there's a part where no, but it's, they kind of they kind of uh, introduce it quite early on. That you've got these kind of like outcasts who all mm. live in the forest, and they you they you go into their village at one point, and it's quite it's just kind of it's a nice idea. I don't know. There's something like fantastical about it that I quite liked. Okay. All right. Interesting. How, yeah. how did you watch this? Uh, on my laptop. Right. Illegal in downloading. With, Good with choice. My, no, 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 no. no, no. Uh, on Filmin. Thank God. Which is there a streaming service in Spain. All right. Fantastic. Really good. Good. Really good. Yeah. Let's end piracy. Yeah. Finally for good. Yeah. Nice. Was there anything else? You had two things or more? Uh, that was it. I that watched it. Love on the Spectrum, but that's not a movie. I've never seen that. It's, a, it's that and... Australian well, TV series as well? Yeah, I think so. I'd never watched it until last night. Right. But my girlfriend, wanted to, she's got obsessed with it, so we watched a few episodes of that. And it's actually really sweet. Right. Like, I kind of, like, teared up at one point. They're just really cute. It's just, like, very autistic people trying to navigate the difficult world of dating. And I think, like, I saw a bit That does sound perfect. Yeah, that, I, I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of worried to watch that. Maybe I'm actually, I might be in it. And I just never noticed. Like, okay, maybe I'm in the back somewhere. No, I mean it's 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 really it's really like it's really sweet actually, and right. it's very watchable. Yeah, I've, I have heard it's a of very like bit. it's a big contrast with like if you ever seen Love Island. No, I have never. Like I, I hear about these things. Just, I know they exist, but I've never seen them. Basically, Love Island is like a lot of superficial, good-looking in inverted commas people who only care about very superficial things in their mm -hmm. partner, trying to find love, and they're just they're just horrible people. Which I, and I can't really watch it. I mean, some people love it, and I just it's torturous for me yeah and this is very much the anathema, okay. anathema of that it's just right. you know people who are very very sensitive yeah and they're sort of really <laughs> looking for you know they just really want some I, company I should watch that I mean I, I might get into that I might get into that I haven't been watching anything like reality show I haven't watched a reality show in a long long time but I can maybe it's it. time I right, don't then. really like re uh, reality shows but I was humoring my girlfriend but okay well there you go that's the important thing well, I've got three things that I watched. Yeah, okay. uh, I was at the Zurich Film Festival. Oh, my God. Because I'm kind of a big deal. So <laughs> it was me and Michelle Wolf. We flew over together to the Zurich Film Festival. Uh, no, I, I uh, yeah, I was over at the Zurich Film Festival because a friend of mine works there. So I was very lucky to get to go and watch a couple of films. I watched a film that might be of interest to you. It was uh, It's called Nothing to Laugh About. Okay. It's a Norwegian film. It's about a 40-year-old stand-up comedian. Well, it could be interesting to me. Who He's kind of a TV comic, bit of a hack. He does a lot of old material, and he's starting to get worn down by the whole process. Then he's diagnosed with cancer, and okay. his girlfriend breaks up with him. Sounds Norwegian. Yeah, and the yeah. rest of the film is just about him dealing with cancer. And then, of course, he writes a, a lot of bits about having cancer. And he does crowd work with people and going like, I've got cancer. And he eventually, no spoilers, but it's very sad. 
Right, but is it is it funny? Is it well? Here's the problem. Okay, now I this was uh, a screening with the director, the star, who's also the writer, called Odd Odd Magnus Williamson, and one of the producers. Right, so they did a Q and A before the film in English, and they were to all speak perfect English, obviously, because they're from Norway, so they yeah. speak better English than me. Yeah, and they were yeah, and there was a lot of yawing, and they were talking all about making the film and how it was oh it's a great process blah 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 blah. The film starts. It was in Norwegian with German subtitles. Oh right, so, so I watched an hour and a half film in Norwegian with German subtitles. I speak neither of those languages. Yeah, and yet I found it surprisingly moving. Right. But Even I guess, though I couldn't you, understand you understood a word. The word cancer at one point. Cancer, and you're like, okay, I get it. Cancer in Norwegian is Krebs. <laughs> <laughs> so I've learned something. I know how to say cancer in Norwegian. I think it's similar in German also. Actually. I quite like that. Krebs. Krebs. I've got, I've Krebs. got Krebs. I've got Krebs. <laughs> so I, uh, I hate to break to you, but you have been diagnosed you, with yeah, Krebs. You've got Krebs. You've got, <laughs> it, you're riddled with Krebs. Uh, I <laughs> But I would, I would watch this again. I think it was... Uh, I will finally watch this with English subtitles, but it just made me think about not being able to understand a single word of a film, but I was almost crying at the end. Oh, nice. So wow. it, was, it was really that's moving. That's good, like, Yeah, that's like... So it's like visual, the music. I mean, obviously, I, you know when someone's got a cancer, it's pretty clear. Mm. Um, so <laughs> you kind of know what's going on anyway. And you can even, you can pick up just from what happens in like... You know, one of those kind of group meetings where everyone's sitting around talking about what's happened to them. Like, I missed... There are large parts of the film where I think I'm like, okay, I, I had to try and piece together what was happening. But, yeah. like, yeah, I think it was, it was worth watching. It's called Nothing to Laugh About. Okay, Nothing yeah, to Laugh About. Nothing to All Laugh right, About. All right, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm, I am interested. Okay, the other film I watched was in competition at the Zurich Film Festival. It's called Carajita. Carajita, what does that mean? Brat, Brat. apparently. okay. This film is from the Dominican Republic and it's about a black nanny working for a white family and they experience a personal tragedy that kind of affects both families and right, okay. rips them apart and wow. there's a lot of corruption and this type of these type of things going up. It's very it's well shot, it's quite minimal, um atmospheric, the it, it's a very beautiful looking film. Uh, with some very good performances. And it's a first-time director who won the first-time director award at the San Sebastian Film Festival here in Spain. Well done. But it was the first Dominican film I've ever watched, I think. And what did you think? It was, I mean, it sound, I'm, I'm sensing it was fairly positive. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good... Fi it's clearly a first-time filmmaker, so you're watching some things and you're like, yeah, okay, you like could the flesh the plot out. Uh, visually, it looked amazing. But some of the aspects of the plot could be fleshed out a little more. They could have kind of focused on... It's left quite open in a way, but they try to include a lot of visual motifs that feel a bit kind of... Eh, you're like, yeah, this... It's like watching someone who's... You know, this is like their film studies project at the end of a course. You're like, yeah, like they're like they were taking notes from a film and went like, I'm going to use that. I like that. I'm going to I'm going to put all these things into my film. Right, right. But it just didn't feel like they. I don't know. They. It just felt like like a novice filmmaker in in some ways. But so out of ten, 
Out of ten, we see. I haven't been grading things. I have ten, but uh, just I, I I'll like go to for. Okay, I'll push I'll, I'll follow. Okay, okay. Nothing to laugh about. I'm gonna take away because I didn't. Yeah, you, know, you didn't I, have the full gonna, experience. It's yeah. not fair. Yeah, Karakita, I think a, if it was IMDb, it would be a six point five. Okay, cool. So it's like right. it's worth watching. Worth it's watch, worth watching. Yeah. It's not yeah. gonna change your life, but it's it's worth watching. The final film I watched was mid nineties, the Jonah Hill film. Okay, is it, this is a new one then? Uh, it's from about three years ago. Oh, it's, I, that has totally passed me He's by. He's not Mid, in it. He uh, wrote and oh, okay. directed it. Mid-90s? Mid-90s. All right, go. What's it about? So it seems to be the youth that he wishes that he had. Okay. So it's like a young skater kid from like a, a single parent family. His older brother beats him up. He goes to the local skate shop and just hangs out with like this group of cool older like kids who are 16, 17 years old. Right. And you know, they're like drinking, they're talking about girls, they're doing a lot of skating. So it's uh, it's, it's it's 90s nostalgia. It's okay. like a rap soundtrack. All the you see all these things from like the 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 early to mid 90s. They're playing like Super so it's like n- '90s rap. It's like yeah, 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 yeah like I mean, early to be fair, '90s it's a Pretty rap. good, pretty good era for. It rap. is. It's nice. Is this? There's some excellent songs on the soundtrack. What is it? A comedy. It's uh, yeah, like a sort of comedy drama. It's quite serious. It's quite serious in parts, but the dialogue is very funny. Right. Of them saying what, things what's that the, you're what's not the allowed to say. What's the journey of the character, more or less? Or could the, you, is that well, without uh, it's kind of like this is England minus the racism. Okay. So All it's right. like, it's okay. basically that, and that's something that's been criticized for, I think. Oh, it's, well, it's like, like, it's too similar to. This yeah, is in a way, they might have ripped off This Is England, but taken out all of the kind of aspects of 80s racism and just put in like 90s. 90s kids in LA hanging out together. But what is is the implication that it doesn't reflect the reality that they, that, that things would have been it's, racist? It, I guess, and they've like sort of no, no, just not, just just not depicted it. Well, but. yeah, maybe in some ways because you've got like one of the characters is black, one is mixed race. They talk about race, but like certainly not from any modern perspective. It's right, more right, of a okay. 90s like it's kind of looking back and going. Remember when we were all friends? Right, Remember when right. there was no, and then it kind of glosses over like probably all the shit that was, oh, like all the shit that yeah, was happening sure. in 1995. Yeah. And right. it definitely gives this like, ro- like rose tinted view of the past of like, hey, the mid 90s were fucking awesome. Especially for Jonah Hill, who clearly like he grew up in a rich family. Right, right. And so this was not his life. I think he used to hang out at a skate shop. But he, I mean, unfortunately, he was the fat kid who sat around and was quite mean. Right, you right. Know? Okay. But like... How, uh, how do you know that? <laughs> this is just from what I've read. Oh, com- okay. I've read right, comments right. on Reddit. Therefore, they're factually accurate <laughs> because they were on Reddit and some person said, I knew Jonah Hill and he was a dickhead. Right. So he's got a reputation for being like sort of really nice now, hasn't he? Yeah, maybe for like over... Have you, seen, have you seen this? Is, this is the end, right? I love yeah, that yeah, film. Yeah. That is in, in that they they say like he they're kind of making fun of him, like right. with the character he plays in that. Yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. You know, he's like he's, overly. Yeah. He's what is he? What's the word? He's kind of um. He's like cloying. Yeah, he's cloyingly nice. Yeah, yeah, but fake, like seemingly yeah. fake. That's yeah. kind of how I imagine him to be. But yeah, I would definitely recommend watching this film in nineties. It's a lot of fun. If you grew up in the 90s, it definitely captures that time period, the feel of the time period. If it's got cool, a kind cool. of 
Stand by Me vibe of like you oh, know okay. like these are the you you'll 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 never make better friends than the ones you had when you were thirteen. Yeah, yeah. But it's a bit rougher around the edges because you've got this young kid who's drinking and trying to get laid. That well, yeah, that sounds that sounds interesting. I'd like I'd like to see that. I think. Yeah. So those were the three cool. films that I saw. All of them good. You lucky, lucky. Lad. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, mid nineties for me was probably an eight. I oh. would say I really enjoyed it. Okay. Cool. I nice, thought I nice, really nice. really liked it. I'd highly That's... recommend it. Okay. Great. It was a lot of fun. I would rewatch it. I'd watch it again. Cool. Nice. Nostalgia it's it's always nice to have a few recommendations. Andy. Indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess we should move into talking about Donica's toss pick. We both, so me and Donica had to choose films that start with the letter F. I chose First Reformed, which people say is good, and it came out I've never four heard years of that. ago. What is, okay, what is it's got it stars Ethan Hawke. It was okay. uh, directed by Paul Schrader. Donica chose Female Trouble, the film by gay Baltimore director John Waters. Yeah. What were you, what were your thoughts about this? Cause I, 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 I liked it. A good. Lot. I'm so I happy. It was hilarious. I'm so happy so to hear that funny. because I, I was kind. I while I was watching it, I was like, I kind of feel bad to have a guest on and be like, by the way, you have to watch Female Trouble because <laughs> no, it's thought, quite extreme. I it was so funny. I mean, I really it's, liked it's, it. it's like part of this trash film movement. So it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be John Waters just wanted to kind of portray the worst aspects of society that in 1974 some of the stuff that happens in this film was mental i would say even in 2021 oh, some man. of it's like the, i couldn't insane. believe it was from 1974 have you ever seen the toxic avenger no but that yeah that's that another film trash immediately film. sprung to mind right. when i was watching it of just like you're like oh this was made in like you know it's like 1989 yeah, or something yeah i yeah, think yeah, the yeah. toxic avenger is what in the 80s maybe yeah. but like similar, you're like, oh, that's like really old, but like you're dead, you're doing mad stuff, like loads of swearing and sort mm. of just like. So like, you, so you enjoyed this film? Yeah, I thought the characters were just like so funny. Like to me, they were just outrageous. They were just exaggerated. They were like, have you ever seen Tim and Eric as well? Yes. So like in Tim and Eric, they always Tim and Eric awesome show, great job. They always get, or generally actually in, in a lot of work they do, they always get like actors who look like a bit shall we say off like just right. like realistic people i guess <laughs> but also sometimes like people who are just a bit odd and yeah. uh that's this film has that like there's a few the, the 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 aunt whatever her name is who lives next door she's definitely got a sort of tim and eric vibe but like the, Ida, the, she's the, called the cast in general as well like the guys that work at the salon oh my I God, mean, yeah so the cast was just the way it was cast just gave it this air of like you're not watching a hollywood movie you're mm. watching you're watching a subculture you're watching you're watching um, alternative culture, basically, mm. um, which I love. Like, right. and just okay, you've got so you've got like you've got this couple, uh, the da- the Dashers, yeah, and they're they're sort of these. They own the salon. They're really rich, uh, supposedly, and they're very fancy. But also, they have this weird, like, not relevant to the plot, really. I don't think, but they're like oh, don't talk about sex. You mustn't yes. talk about sex. We're only interested in beauty. And there's also this bizarre idea that um, like beauty is connected to crime. Right. And I'm not sure whether or not they are just tricking Dawn Davenport 
or whether they genuinely have that as a belief. I'm not really sure. I don't think it matters. It's just, for me, very funny because it's so odd. It's such like they're twisting these abstract ideas together to just make just something that's really surreal at times. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to hear that a film that's almost 50 years old can still work. Yeah. It still works for you. I don't know. For me, I was like, okay, I get what's happening. I understand what you're trying to portray. I feel like maybe that fit more in the time period of 1974 and... Oh, it, it does. It feels very prescient and how how it uh, views fame and talks about that kind of like Andy Warhol, 15 minutes of fame and obviously what yeah. the world has turned into nowadays, the absolute awful burning pile of shit of everyone trying to be famous <laughs> all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just uh, watching it, I was like, OK, I get I get what's going on. I like the lead actor divine the le- yeah, leg- legendary divine she gets better i think as the as as the film goes on yeah. gets a little bit more comfortable but like or he rather he's actually his correct pronoun it's oh, not it? she it? yeah, uh, yeah he. But, but but i i think when you're referring to the drag it's still act. but he he called himself he always oh right okay fine yeah yeah right. he was like um he just put those clothes on for work he didn't he didn't uh, live okay. that life he was uh, like a right, okay. gay man apparently right 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 um yeah at the end of the day it's still it's a group of friends there's these the they're called the dreamlanders after the dreamland production company that john waters had and basically yeah. they're just a group of friends from baltimore who hung about the gay scene and they made this film on like on saturdays and sundays you know yeah, like they're it's, shooting it's a weekend a, it's part of a trilogy isn't it right yeah, there's it, a, yeah. have you seen any I'm other seen, john waters no. film no i i didn't know anything about john waters i'd recognize the name yeah um i when i looked him up on facebook uh, not on facebook on, <laughs> on i had Wiki. seven friends yeah. in common there was michelle <laughs> wolf <laughs> Is the first. <laughs> uh, no, I, when I looked up on Wikipedia, I was like, oh shit, it's Gomez from the Adams Family. Because he looks a bit like Gomez okay. from the Adams Family. He does look, he looks a bit like Gomez. He's yeah. not Gomez. He's got this pencil mustache. Right. Basically. Yeah, he always has a pencil mustache. Um, from me, for me, he's John from the episode of The Simpsons. Have you seen that episode of The Simpsons? Oh, that is he's he? In? Is he? He's the, the, uh, the, the guy the, who owns the kind of. The Kitsch store. Kitsch store. Yeah. And, oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's supposed to, I looked him up. He's in a couple of other um, cartoons that are sort of like Adult Swim stuff. Right. Like that I've seen. Like Mr. Pickles, which is an okay. a batshit crazy uh, cartoon show, which I'd I recommend, but it's mad. Yeah. It's about this Satanist dog. Right. Um, who's like who's like the he's got a very innocent uh like boy owner, but behind his back he's killing people and doing satanic rituals all the time. Respect. And the boy never finds out. Uh he yeah, plays the, a character in that. The only other thing I think I've seen John Waters in is he's in uh Lonely Island video as well. Oh, is he for the creep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rings Well. I don't think that's the one of their best. To be no, I don't think so. I think it might be one of their worst, yeah. in fact. But yeah, yeah he's in But that. I am a Lonely Island fan in yes. general, I'd yes. say. Yeah, yeah but, so that, that trash trilogy is Pink Flamingos, Them Female Trouble, and Desperate Living. I'd heard about Pink Flamingos for years because in it, Divine eats dog shit. <laughs> right okay does does, does freshly he actually, uh, freshly does he out of a dog's yeah a dog a dog shits he said that he followed the dog around for about three or four hours <laughs> waiting for it to shit and picked it up and ate it and then for years oh, people used to like send him plastic dog shits and talk to him about dog shit all the time and he was like i just did that once it's not my life <laughs> but if, if you eat dog shit once you see what happens yeah so it's I've, not 
advised to eat dog shit okay yeah i mean don't people go blind doing that that was a big thing yeah i uh, whatever happened to that dog shit blindness thing that was a concern when i was a kid when i was a kid like my mom and dad told me about like oh you're playing football or something yeah Yeah, and you wash your hands yeah Yeah. definitely so i assume in 1972 that would have been he didn't go blind no he was fine he He did did, yeah he did die heart failure heart failure uh, dog shit in his heart 80 something yeah 1980 1984 and oh, you've got God. these three like bratty girls and their hairstyles are just these exaggerated like monstrously huge like, yeah, like kind a of beehive type yeah thing. beehives like like, yeah yeah kind of like um amy winehouse mm, but like exactly. on steroids yeah and like all three of them and all the other girls in the in the school are just normal it's like a girl's <laughs> school and and like that so it's clearly like an american school and you've got this kind of Brit, like, like he's got a British accent. He's got like a Northern British accent. <laughs> he's his schoolmaster. You never see teacher, him again yeah. in the whole <laughs> film. But he's like, Dawn Davenport, <laughs> like, you, you're eating a hot dog or something. Like she starts eating a hot dog and like, <laughs> like one of the the other girls like rats her yeah. out. And then like one of Dawn Davenport's friend, Dawn Davenport, I should say, is the main character played right, by right, Divine. Divine. Yeah. And her friend then threatens to stab the the rat. Yeah, and it's just it's just mad. It's just for me, it's so funny. It's like a sort of just hilarious sketch, and it it just (laughs) like it's kind of like Saturday Night Live, I guess, a little bit. Like because because the characters are so exaggerated, right? You know, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, you're right. The moment that you see that, and you just see that there are regular teenagers, and then there are adults. Yeah, yeah. like adults are not in the best shape because they're just random gay guys (laughs) or ladies who hang out in this like big gay scene. So they've been cast to, to, to play teenagers. I mean, it is very funny. That is very funny. It's just visually, it's very funny. And also just like, like in the way that Tim and Eric is funny, it's just funny that because we're so used to seeing on screen in movies, people with the makeup done in a certain right. way, they, they've gone through the Hollywood process of getting weeded out. So you have to be a certain level of good looking. Mm. Or if you're not, you know, if you're not the good looking character, you still kind of look a certain way. Yeah. Even if you're like, oh, I'm the, you know, I'm the, the, the maid or whatever. You're still, you still <laughs> look put together enough in yes. some way. Sure. You know? Whereas in this one, it's like it's real people. I, f- I found it refreshing, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, there's certainly that, but like it's extremely amateur. Oh, uh, yeah. It's amateur beyond belief. Oh, like yeah, some but- of the actors, the guy who plays Gator. Oh, and we that, get to see his penis. Yeah. Oh my god. There's this. Yeah. The character Gator. I loved him. Like, cause, cause his acting was so wooden. But like, <laughs> so bad. but like, it just made it hilarious to me. Is it in the like? Okay. Yeah. So I, I keep bringing it up, but like Tim and Eric sketches. Okay. They, I I can't imagine they haven't seen these movie i mean you yeah i i guess um, they they must have such a wide range of things to draw on but yeah i would i would say that someone like john waters is probably would be like a typical influence for them but you see because like with with tim and eric i've read somewhere that basically they have this cast of people that mm. they always rely on and they deliberately say to them don't try and be funny just be yourself right we have written these yeah. lines i just want you to read the lines and i think gator the character gator has that going on <laughs> of just like some the script by the way i think is 
funny as well. It's just there are some really funny lines in there that just tickle me. There's one there's one bit where Gator goes, come over here and suck your daddy's cock. Yeah. And then the, the the girl goes, um, I wouldn't suck your cock if I was suffocating and your balls were full of oxygen. Yeah, that does that <laughs> does feel like like oh, you I mean so that funny. that line feels so written. Yeah. Because it's obviously not something that she would ever say. It's <laughs> yeah. like that was clearly like, you know, John Waters going, yeah, this this is why. This is like the kind of heckler put down that I want to put from this character. That's what I want her to say. I mean, it, it's at that point, it does become like people saying funny lines poorly. Yeah. To a yeah. certain extent. Yeah. Also, it, it, everyone shouts the entire film. It's right. very, that's the, the most grating part the, for me. The t- is there's not even like a minute of, to it's relax. Just, the tone is just like that yeah. the whole time. And I, I was, I, I'm going to be honest, I watched it today. I watched it earlier. Right. So it's quite fresh in my mind, but I was, um, I'd, I'd like gone to the gym in the morning and I'd gone for a swim for about an hour and I'd come back and I'd had like my lunch. This and is I how was, people live in Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. Folks. I was, <laughs> no, I'm about, I'm sort of just in a period of unemployment. I'll, okay. I'll good. Getting a job soon. Anyway. So like I, I, I was a little bit sleepy basically. So just like I'd, I'd, I'd done some exercise and then I'd had like a relatively big lunch and it was the afternoon and it was like siesta time, basically. Okay. And I was watching it and you'd think, oh, because it's all shouted the whole time. The whole film is like, you fucking bastard, is, you don't talk to me That's like that. It's extremely accurate. And it's just that tone yeah. for like an hour and however much it is, an hour and 30 minutes. And you'd think that that would keep you awake. But I think what I realized is like, because I started drifting off at about it is very, f- it's, 50 it, minutes. It's draining. Because it's very draining. The, the tone is just Yeah, it's maintained the, same time. the entire time. It does, there's no... Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't give you a second to breathe. It's really, really, it's tough for that. Apparently, the film is uh, is dedicated to Manson family member Charles Tex Watson. I read something on Wikipedia about how they really supported, uh, I think it was somebody else in the Manson family who was in jail and they wanted to get them released. Um, so I don't know what the hell that's about. Well, Char- well uh, John you know? Waters used to visit uh, Tex Watson. He was one of the four Manson family members who murdered Sharon Tate. And all the other people that we don't care about because we just say Sharon Tate. And he was convicted in 1971 and he's been in prison since. He's fathered four children, all from conjugal visits right. while behind bars. But he's been denied parole 17 times, most recently in 2016, and he's still in prison now. Well, presumably he's a pretty nasty guy. Um, no, I think I he's know. fine. Uh, well, he's, <laughs> he's in his 70s now, so he must have been like in his early 20s. But, but wh- why do you think they, um, they've taken his side of this cause? Like, do you think he, he was maybe not as involved or like he was a bystander, he'd been pressured by the others? I mean, I have no idea about I don't know. I, I don't know, but I would say I imagine that in general, John Waters and all his group of friends were into those kind of transgressive people. Yeah, I, I would sure. say that it's, they were yeah. like, ah, whatever, they would... I, I feel like they would hang around with killers and people that were perhaps on the, the on wrong the side of, of the law. Yeah, fringes yeah. of society yeah. is probably the best way to phrase it. And maybe in some ways that, well, I mean, that influenced the crime is beauty theme of the film. Right. That they wanted to... Uh, but they, I mean, yeah, but the crime is beauty thing is obviously, you know, they don't mean it. It's like ironic, isn't it? They, they mean the opposite. Right. Like they don't, they don't, they're not actually... You think so? End, you think you think it's all completely? I mean, I, 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 I can so. see that about fame, certainly. But I, what you think? So you think like they they advocating kind of go and do crimes? No, def- <laughs> obviously not. And uh, yeah, or and nor like you know throwing acid on people's faces and then photographing them. But yeah. I don't know. I think there's they are 
I, don't, I wouldn't say they're coming out in a position of anti-crime in right. a way. I mean, they're still glamorizing crime to a certain extent, although glamorizing it in such a bizarre way <laughs> yeah. because the glamour yeah. I mean, is... I don't the, think anyone could like watch that and go, yeah, I want to be like those characters. <laughs> because you're, you're glamorizing it with like a 30-year-old drag act. Yeah. Maybe in our, he was in his 20s at that time. Oh my God, but he looked awful thinking about it because... He also plays the character who rapes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also rapes himself yeah, in the yeah. film. Which is, dare I say it, quite a funny scene. Basically, this guy... So, basically, it's very early on in the film. Right. This guy pulls up in a truck. She's hitchhiking. And he's like... Oh, hey, baby, hey, oh, oh, yeah, get in. Oh, it's just like... It's just so over the top. Yeah. And then she gets in or whatever, and then they go and do it on a mattress. I don't know if it's exactly. You're right. That's like five. That, is that even five minutes sexy, into the film? Yeah, that's so early. The sex scene is on. just hilarious. The sex scene is because they're just going. Oh, 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 oh. It's just. It's just like they're just play. I think it's quite a playful film. Like from, from as you say, they're a group of mates who just met up at the weekend. Yeah. To just yeah. have fun. And so it's just silly. It's just it is silly. I, I guess it shouldn't over the top. It shouldn't be taken seriously. It's, it is a satire of the culture, and it's exploring this kind of dark side, or I don't want to say dark side, but a side that people don't really see. Of like these are real people that exist, yeah. and the, the the question remains: like you know, who are these people? Because <laughs> they're the actual yeah, real super, <laughs> it makes you super interested to know like what their lives would were like yeah. really what they were doing who they were hanging out with where they were going like that's one of the things i was like thinking when mm. i was watching it it's like these are real people these are real people and they exist and they, they seem real they all hang out and do stuff and etc etc well, i think going, going back to what we were saying just about like the crime is is beauty thing and if whether or not the film really has a message i think it kind of loosely has a, a message but i don't think that's the point of the movie i don't think the movie really they didn't make the movie with with in mind let's try and like let's try and like put my ideology out on the table via a film i mm. don't i think more it's like we just want to have a bit of fun like what would what could we hang this these car- crazy characters yeah. on. Oh, wouldn't it be weird if like these, the, the photographer was like crime and beauty are the same. It's just, I, I don't know. I wonder whether it, well, I wonder, I don't know, but is it a vehicle for like, just so that they, they have these opportunities to do these mad things, basically. Like, there's a scene where someone gets their hand chopped off with an ax. Right. Yeah. A, a woman gets put in a cage. A like just, a, lot, a big, a massive bird cage. Yeah. For me, that was the point of the film. Was just these these kind of madcap episodes almost. Yeah. And so, like the 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 plot, and and the film is divine. Like it's it's yeah, it's, it's, it's the 100% character Dawn Davenport. Yeah, it's just absolutely. what happened. You know, it, it's not a kind of. It is, I suppose, a decline and fall story mm-hmm. to a certain extent. But it's not really because she already starts. Yeah, she's, it's, it's a. I guess it's, I guess she's it's like just, a. Yeah, it is like a rise, a rise and fall, but a rise and fall to what? Yeah, it's <laughs> a, like yeah. Like she gets executed at the end of the film, but she seems extremely happy. Yeah, of everything it, that yeah. has that has happened throughout. She's you know she's like living her be- living her best life. Yeah, which I guess that's quite interesting, isn't it? It's because it's like. She start at the start of the film. She's really like, I hate my parents. I hate school. Blah blah blah. And then she goes on this kind of journey where, yeah, she she. I don't know if she, I don't know if you'd say she's exactly raped. I don't know exactly. Is it? 
it's well she has she has a sexual encounter how old is she supposed to be it's hard yeah. to tell because yeah. it's like a 30 year old man so yeah you're like, i think she's supposed to be like 15 or something right. so maybe she's statutorily raped at the least yeah then she has a kid she abuses the kid that bit was quite dark to be honest when they, yeah. put, the, they put this kid in chains yeah but it's also kind of funny i don't know i just maybe i have a dark sense of humor i do have a dark sense of humor. it is funny but uh, like yeah i didn't find that i didn't that didn't bother me but it again it just it feels very tiring over the course of like right. watching things like that happen watching like a mother shout at her child even though it's like uh like a kind of middle-aged man shouting at like a <laughs> middle-aged woman <laughs> but yeah. it's like a mother and child too. yeah because at no point is their relationship ever anything but shouting at each other yeah there's no moment of like oh i love you no there's nothing positive at all which I, which no... i think just yeah it goes to show that the film is just character and episodes yeah. and and it's just yeah it's quite almost a series of sketches but then quite often a sketch would have like an internal plot right 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 which would go like start to finish and the character would develop by then and there is a bit of that but it's you know the husband there's a husband at one point or do they get yeah they get married don't they yes and then he's there for a while and then he he goes away but that's not the story that's just mm. a part of the story it's what's what's the word for like a, a narrative which is kind of like um is it like huckleberry finn or tom sawyer where they travel around the mississippi and there's lots of different episodes and there's a, there's a well, name like a for kind that of odyssey type, of, type thing yeah kind of like an odyssey but there's a name for that type of um is it I'm like not, a Don Quixote or something, something like that? Something like that. I'm, I'm not smart kick, enough kick to know that. Okay, yeah. Something like Quixotic. that. Is it, is it yeah. a bit like that, maybe? Mm. It's just she has a, lots of series of adventures, in a way. I guess so. All right, shall we move into talking about the cast? We've yeah. mentioned Divine a little bit. So, I mean, I was reading about him on Wikipedia, and he was quite spoiled, I think, as a kid. Right. Supposedly. He came from quite a wealthy family. Yeah, and I th- and it, from what I from what I read, he was overweight as a child mm-hmm. and was picked on by other kids for that and also his perceived effeminacy and i guess yeah I, but then i think his he what the comment i seen i read said seemed to suggest that um his parents like really really pampered him or not mm. pampered him but just allowed him to do whatever he wanted hence why he was overweight it's just he they yeah, wouldn't feed him whatever he wanted if it. he wanted is i thought that was interesting because the character of Div- divine or the character yeah. of dawn davenport mm-hmm. played by divine is a bit is like that yeah. on steroids i think he was like throughout his life his parents would give him money he was like writing bad checks and things like that and he was saying he was doing one thing and then spending it on whatever else like yeah he know, was doing like these lavish parties yeah, with par- yeah, throwing um, parties with people with kind of celebrity or i don't know or local celebrities maybe mm-hmm. have you have you listened to any of his music no he was like a disco star in the early 80s is actually pretty good oh yeah he he, uh, achieved international chart success with hits like you think you're a man i'm so beautiful and walk like a man he also auditioned for a role in blade runner really yeah although he didn't win the the role i don't know who could it have been would you i'm I'm trying i was thinking about that yeah, definitely. <laughs> he narrowly missed out on Deckard. Harrison Ford just he's won that role by a hair. It was so close, but Ridley Scott ultimately thought he had to go with the bigger star. Maybe the Rutger Hauer character? You can that imagine be him good. being like, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe! And then, Attack ships on fire off the belt of Orion! 
And then like voguing, he vogues every few kind of. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sits down and you can't see this, but he just he puts his leg up and yeah. It's, those are my favorite parts. Of the There's film. a bit at the end where he's in prison waiting death row, and he's got this kind of this lover in prison, mm. and and she's like, yeah, perform for me, perform for me, and he's <laughs> voguing as you say, and it's. That was the worst part for me because that reminded me of someone, you know, if you tell them that you do stand up and they're like, tell me a joke. But she was like, that character was way into it. She's like, yes, I will perform for you in this prison cell. Just the two of us. Yeah. You can have my autograph. You can take (laughs) my photo in a prison cell. Yuck. But yeah, I think, you know, I think Divine or Dawn. Divine is is way better. Yeah. She's she's better than all of us. She'd be performing higher than Michelle Wolf. I I think think you're wrong there, Andy. I think think we we should give respect to Dawn Davenport because she's. You know, one thing I like about performers is like it doesn't matter who's in the room, how oh, many yeah? people in the audience Just do they perform. Okay, for whoever's there, do the so show. There's two people in the room, when there's a thousand people in the room. I want to see you doing it with the perform same. to one person, not me. But I want to see you perform to one person. Have you done that? I've performed to two people before. Two people is yeah. okay. I feel yeah. like at least they can share like yeah. a, an awkward glance at each other. <laughs> Um, Wait. So no one, no, there were no other performers. There, no one oh, else. Okay. There yeah, were a couple that, of other, that, there are a couple yeah, of other yeah, comedians yeah, in yeah, the yeah. room. If there was just you and two other people, I mean, that's like a potential threesome that you're performing. And right. In. Yeah. Like that's if it goes very well, different. If yeah. the performance goes well, or badly, it, or you think the performance goes badly and then you still have a threesome anyway. Yeah, like they to feel rescue. Sorry yeah, and to kind of yeah to rescue you, the situation. You, you move out of stand up and into the art of seduction. Well, there's that too. Uh, apparently, Divine was a good friend of Paulo Grady, aka oh, Lily Savage, yeah, and helped him get his first bookings in the U.S. Oh, that's cool. There you go. I didn't know he'd he'd gone over to the U.S. Uh, apparently, Paul so that uh, back in the eighties. But Paulo, I guess, but Paulo Grady was a drag act, right? Yeah, is he still alive? He's still alive, surely. Probably. He was on British TV like what, like ten years ago, fifteen yeah, years ago. Yeah, he was yeah. like a big mainstay, wasn't he? He had like a chat show or something. Yeah, absolutely. Like I remember Lily Savage. I'm I'm like ten yeah, years older that's than you. Yeah, Lily Savage. Yeah, Lily Savage was a yeah. character. I'm about ten years older than you, but yeah, I remember when he did Lily Savage on TV. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember Lily Savage on TV. Yeah, I just can't remember the name. Yeah, so apparently he's been. He was doing that since like the 1970s. Oh, nice. So uh, in the 80s, he uh, became friends with uh, Divine before hitting it big himself. Divine described his stage performances as just good, dirty fun. And if you find it offensive, honey, don't join in. Nice. I, I, yeah, I can respect that attitude. As a part of his performance, he constantly swore at the audience, often using his signature line of fuck you very much. <laughs> and at times got audience members to come on stage where he would fondle their buttocks, groins, and breasts. Wow. That's, that. I mean, if, if people were okay with it and found it funny then I think that's fine. And here was a, there was a little cl- a snippet of some of the audience interaction. Divine asking an audience member, how much did you pay to get in tonight? Audience member says $10. Divine said, well, now that's $8 to see the show and $2 to fuck me right after. I'll line up outside the dressing room and I'll, and I'll be here till Christmas. I think that's funny. I do think that. <laughs> I do think that is funny. I think that's funny, but like... I can almost imagine you, like, I, can, I don't mean having sex with audience members, but I can imagine you, because you do a lot of character type stuff. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine you playing a character like this and pushing it quite far. Yeah, man, I, I, like, I really like drag. Like, I haven't seen that much drag. Like, I haven't watched RuPaul's Drag Race. 
mainly because it's so popular. And right. whenever anyone, I mean, I'm a bit of a contrarian like that. When any, anyone's like, oh, you got to watch, like I only watched The Sopranos last year. Mm. And very similar which is to great. RuPaul's Drag Race as well. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very well, maybe, maybe in, in 10 years I'll watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. But like I've got, I worked with um, a guy who does drag and I went to go and see, um, I went to go and see his drag show um, well, like a few months ago. It's just so fun. It's just so fun. Like, Who is, who's the drag performer? Uh, Red Velvet. He's based, Ooh. she's based in Barcelona. Okay. Um, and she's amazing. She's okay. so funny and she puts so much effort into it. Go and check it out. She does like a show on the same night. I do a show, I think on a Thursday, but I think she might do a weekend show as well. Um, but yeah, yeah if you're if in Barcelona, if you're in Barcelona, check go, out Red go watch, Velvet. Go watch Lady Andy Casper's shows in Don't Barcelona. Don't watch my show. Okay. Go and watch some drag. It's, it's, but dra- like, I like drag. It's just like, it's character. It's like, right. it's, it's, outrageous it's i think i was inspired by the bit of drag i've seen mm. a little bit because have you seen the sadness cabaret no i don't know this show that oh, you okay. do but this is again i i could almost see what you do being like a john waters film or something that's how yeah, i picture it in my I think head it's not as dark what i do right. but it, it's approaching it's that. called so, sadness cabaret yeah though. yeah yeah <laughs> but like they do things that are maybe even like visually they'll like for example you visually see like the little girl get put in chains and yes. i was a bit like you don't put oh, any little girls in like, chains in your show no no I, okay no. pass <laughs> uh, I'm not going. I'm going to go to the drag act instead. They, yeah, I don't think they do that either. The drag act, Fine. just yeah. What, what no. was your what was your point before no, I, I rudely interrupted say, with a joke um, with the show that I did? I'll give you an example of like yeah. one of the things we did. So like we had um, we had this amazing sketch with Mike Rice, Irish comedian, very very funny. Um, I don't you think you check you out Mike Rice. Mike. Right? Mike, uh, Mike was supposed to be on an episode of this show. And Michael, if you're if you're listening to this, we forgive you. But he he uh, his he's not listening. Uh, recorder ran out of batteries no on way. the Zoom call. There's no way he's listening to this. And he that was it. We we lost that episode and we had to redo it. <laughs> well, anyway, so he should have been the first guest, but you have that privilege. Congratulations, you win. Um, Assuming that this podcast comes out, right? Yeah, you win. Yes. Anyway, no. Right. So me, so me and Mike, right? So we we uh i dressed up as like basically harry potter and i came out and i was like someone in this room is the man who killed my parents um he's a shapeshifter i'm trying to find him i'm gonna get him and then um mike came out dressed as dumbledore and i was like oh my god it's oh it's dumbledore's <laughs> here oh and then he, and then he's like you need to calm down you need to calm down go and sit in the corner with his headphones so i go and sit in the corner he addresses the audience and he's like um you may know re- you may realize um i'm not actually a wizard i am a a um, psychiatrist and <laughs> Harry here he um he believes he's in this he's he believes he's a wizard he's created this fantasy to exculpate himself for the guilt of uh, having killed his parents what we need to do is is sort of play along with the fantasy that he is in <laughs> fact a wizard um so you can do that and then it goes from there but it's just right. like like me as a character just going up to people being like you you're, you're, you're the one who killed me like, see that's it I, I've definitely seen you approach the level of energy of this film of like female trouble level of screaming at people I'm not quite there yet but yeah maybe I maybe I think you're holding to. back that's why yeah. you need to be a drag act instead yeah, that'll maybe. push you on to the next to the next level maybe the final little thing about Divine. Divine was an inspiration for Ursula the Sea Witch. Oh, right. The villain That's in the 1989 Disney animated film, The Little Mermaid. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah same, same body shape, yeah. same makeup. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Same shoutiness. Yeah, that makes sense. All that stuff. I can see that. The rest of the cast, we've got some other people. We've got David Lockhari. Lockhari. Lockhari is Donald Dasher. Funny. I thought he was funny. Like, looked funny. He definitely looked, he looked very Andy Warhol-ish. Yeah. I liked his, I liked his vibe. <laughs> Just his... <laughs> basically, you... him in, he was, so he's in a relationship in the film with Mary Vivian Pierce. Yeah. As uh, um, Donna Dasher. Yeah, Donna Dasher. And he is, what did you say? Danny Dasher or something. Donald Dasher. Donald Dasher. And they own the salon. We mentioned them at the start, actually. Yeah. Um, and they're just, they have quite funny chemistry. And they're just, they're, like, as a contrast between them and Gator, for example. Yes, they're like, oh, far they're better actors. They're, they're deliberately funny and it's yeah. funny. Whereas yeah. he's unintentionally funny. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe he's a genius. I don't, I don't think so. Looking at the guy and uh, looking at his flaccid penis, I'm going to say I don't think he's did, a genius. Did you, when you looked at, because um, we get to see um, Divine's cock in it, don't we? At what point did we see Divine's cock? I, I did not recall Taffy that. Taffy goes mm-hmm. to find her daddy, who is Divine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Dawn okay. Davenport. Right. We get to see the penis of... I don't recall that. I feel like I blocked it out, which yeah, is weird I because I feel a like scene where you, you briefly see the penis because he's he's like have sex with me. I remember I remember Gator's penis quite clearly, yeah. vividly yeah. in my dreams, but I don't recall. Uh, I don't recall. Well, I do, and um, it looked like it had. Well, a, you like, saw it earlier today, so yeah, it looked like fresh. Um, it had a sort of um, like a, 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 a an infection, basically. Well, I mean, are you suggesting that that? led to his death no 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 not 14 years later no 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 he died of heart failure mm. but um but i mean that i mean that can travel right it, well, goes like and it gets in the bloodstream yeah no but it, it really did look like you know when you type in like stds on google yeah. search it was like it was like that that's, that's it had my, like kind of red bumps on it and stuff that's on it's my like, bookmarks like bar. <laughs> stds that's the first thing i checked. my home page yes well, hey, I will. I might go back into the film just to yeah, yeah, see yeah, Divine's penis because. I, oh, sorry. I'm, I thought you meant you're going to start talking about the film. No, again. no, no. Oh, I oh. meant I will. After we finish this, I'll go back and look at Divine's penis yeah, it's because about, it's about three quarters of the way in. But they were all, they were all basically they were all basically part of this group of friends yeah. who were kind of in the, in the queer scene. Sure. Uh, in Baltimore. And he, I think his story was quite sad because he his, ended yeah. up um, becoming addicted to drugs and dying, I think it was said like 1977. Yeah. So that's only three years later, isn't it? Right. I think and it said 1977. He's the one, he, his death is like a mystery. He was on PCP and right. apparently he bled to death somehow. Right. Yeah. And no one knows. But he was, uh, he was in his early 30s at the time. Right. So particularly. A lot of these cast, there's a, a number of cast members who died of AIDS. Oh, or, really? Yeah. I mean, they were part of the, the, gay, the scene gay scene in the yeah. 80s. In the 70s and 80s. Yeah. So there was a lot of rough stuff. Your friend Mink Stoll. Yeah. Your, your best friend Mink yeah. Stoll. She was in the film as Taffy Davenport. She's an ordained minister of the Universal Life Church. Have you considered that as a career choice? Um, well, I presume it's some sort of kind of hippie liberal. I think church. it's like a church that means nothing. Yeah, that, I mean that's the kind of thing. I'm just like, well, what's the point? Just mm. go hard or go home. Join the join the fundamentalists, or just don't get involved in a church. Yeah. No, I don't mean that. I think okay. no, moderate Christianity has its place as well. Fair enough, right? 
Uh, we have Mary. No, do you know what? Scratch mm-hmm. that. Believe in whatever you want. Okay. Fine. Let her be part of the Universal Life Church if it makes her happy. I yeah. Mean, she's not well, she at anyone. least at least she's still alive, so that might have. You yeah, know, maybe it saved her. her. Maybe it's given her something. So Mary yeah. Vivian Pierce, you said you were talking about played Donna Dasher. Yeah. She appeared in as a protester in Cecil B. Demented. That was uh, okay. a, a later John Waters film, just weeks after brain surgery. Wow. Apparently, she married a jockey. Apparently, that's right. But then left him quite quickly. Like from what I read, she married a jockey so she could move out of her house because she didn't like her parents. And then as soon as she'd got out of the house, she then left the jockey and ran away with some beatniks. Okay, we've got two more cast members. We had Edith Massey who played Ida Nelson. She's the old lady who gets locked in the in the, in the bird cage. Yeah. What's her story? That I've, I was super interested about her. Well, she was born in 1918 in New York. Her father was an immigrant from either Austria or Ukraine. Okay. That's quite good, isn't it? To have like that level of he was either from Austria or Ukraine. I think those are quite <laughs> different places. Yeah. Unfortunately, he died five months after Massey was born. Oh, right. And then when Massey's mother remarried, she dropped her kids off at an orphanage. Okay. So, so she, is, she grew up as an orphan. Yeah. But that's like a baller move to be like the new dad who's like, you need to get rid of your kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's horrifying. <laughs> well it's done absolutely him. horrifying. But well done, sir. Well done. You played that well. Um, Massey was eventually fostered, but was abused by her foster family. As right. a result, she ran off to Hollywood to find fame and fortune. Instead, she became a barmaid. In 1946, she married a soldier in Reno. The marriage lasted about six years until she became restless. She eventually ended up working in Baltimore where she met John Waters and all the other crazy dreamlanders. Right, right. I mean, like, she does look like she's not in a good place, like, kind of, because she's missing teeth and she's overweight. And yeah, she's, she's, a, she's very a large healthy. lady. She's old and... Mm. Um, so you just, yeah, you wonder about her story, but yeah, it sounds like she had a pretty tough life. Mm. She is the typical demographic of listeners to this podcast. So I hope she's not offended. I hope all the people like her, all the orphans who got married to soldiers in Reno and then work in Baltimore. That's such like an American story, isn't it? It It's like, I got married in Reno. Like it's like. A daughter of immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. Grew up an orphan. Yeah. Got married to, I married a soldier in Reno. It could Just be like a blues to... song or something. Uh, I don't know if a blues song or like a folk song. I don't know. Mm. Like... Well, she's dead now. Right. And that's what matters. The yeah. last person is Cookie Miller, who played Conchetta. She was one of the ladies in the salon. Like yeah, the sure. Yeah, yeah, Charlie's yeah. Angel, like very... Charlie's Angels who've been through a bad time. Yeah, ladies. yeah, yeah. She was one of What's them. What's her story? John Waters credits Miller with the title of Female Trouble because she was hospitalized for pelvic inflammatory disease. And when Waters and your friend Mink Stoll visited Miller, they asked her, what happened, Cook? And she said, just a little female trouble, hon. So that's what female trouble means. It's pelvic inflammatory disease. They don't really touch on that much in the film. I think that's like a subtext. I think you're supposed to understand that it's all... See, it's beauty is crime. It's not really that. It's about pelvic inflammatory disease. Yeah. I wonder whether... I mean, I think that probably like sort of supports the idea that it's not totally got a massive point to it. And it is just... Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's fair. Of character. I think that's fair. The title um, means nothing. He yeah. just he heard his friend say it and went like, "Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that's I should make a film called that yeah. for no reason." Yeah, or like oh, that. Yeah, that would be a good name for this film about a woman. Yeah, or like ostensibly about a woman. 
Uh, sadly, Cookie Miller and her husband, Italian artist Vittorio Scarpati, both died of AIDS in 1989, a few months apart oh. in a hospital room in New York. The last of Miller's quotes, an elegy of her intent and existence, was written shortly before her death. Fortunately, I am not the first person to tell you that you will never die. You simply lose your body. You will be the same, except you won't have to worry about rent or mortgages or fashionable clothes. You will be released from sexual obsessions. You will not have drug addictions. You will not need alcohol. You will not have to worry about cellulite or cigarettes or cancer or AIDS or venereal disease. You will be free. It's quite, something quite beautiful about that. Actually. That's how I choose poetic. to live my life while I'm alive. Yeah. No, but I mean... Yeah, but that's, I guess that's about, the, I mean, this film is very much like, it's the gay scene in the 70s, yeah. and it's like, and that is just before, or maybe the AIDS crisis is kind of just starting, really, around then. It's very, that's very early, because yeah. I think it's like 1981, 1982, right, where people, right. I mean, people died earlier than that, they, right. there's cases going back to the 60s, like, oh, really? like, just one or two. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was the early 80s where shit hits the fan. But I think it's, I think this film is actually quite an interesting artifact yeah. of that time, because, you know, we're talking about a, a marginalized community that were kind of, yeah, on the fringes of, of accepted societies. And, and everything was super fun society. probably then until it really, really stopped being fun. Right, but also, I mean, if, if you were gay in the 70s, like, you couldn't, I mean, there was so much that was barred, you were barred from doing in, in America, right? Like, you couldn't be a school teacher. I don't know if that's right, but, like, there was definitely hey, legislation I, this, I, I'll call a friend, or you can say whatever you want, and right, it becomes right. fact. Right, okay. No, but, I mean, I remember um, there's a Lenny Bruce Lenny Bruce bit where he's talking about that, about there's a, a guy who loses yeah. his job because he's gay, and, it, I mean... I'm sure there were all kinds but yeah, of things but yeah, like, like I, I mean, think about employment. You wouldn't... You probably would have a difficult time keeping a job or getting a job in, mm. in many industries or... Kind of yeah. areas if you're gay in the 70s right so people get pushed into these maybe sort of like i guess it makes sense to kind of jump into a hedonistic lifestyle when you don't have many opportunities i guess let's do so it. You, you find i agree let's do that now and i think this film's quite there's something beautiful about it in the in the idea of like people a group of people who have been marginalized finding uh support and fun in amongst themselves as a community and right? I, yeah and you're right i mean that's they made this decision to make all these films together just it's kind of like they're in their process of hanging out together it's like their 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 artistic pursuit was just showing off some of the aspects of their lives or yeah like it's you're right they're having fun yeah it's, and it's, ultimately it, yeah. that is the point beyond anything of yeah. crime is beauty and anything else it's like a group of people from a gay scene who've grouped together and thought like, fuck it, let's just make a film. Why not? Yeah. So we should do the same. Yeah. Maybe less gay, maybe more gay. Well, in Who a way, knows? isn't this podcast that? Isn't this podcast Female Trouble? Yeah. Sort of. Is uh, it not some friends getting together? I try not to shout as much, but yes. Getting, you know, supporting each other through difficult times. You, uh, you, yeah. You, uh, not as difficult, I imagine, as the people in the cast of female trouble there is a there's a very strong argument to be made that this is similar to this this podcast the whole thing is similar to uh the films of john waters <laughs> there I, i'm not even joking yeah, no, i, I genuinely think, think you have a point there, there. i think but, there is a point there but even like the comedy scene in barcelona yeah. which is just totally pro 
parochial is that the word it's, it's on the periphery it's just right. it's, it's there's a lot of gators i've met I've, I've met a number of gators doing comedy here yeah but it's it's but and, something a, and beautiful about a few it. divines i've met a few divines yeah, in my time yeah, too yeah yeah I, a I few think, dons i think there is something um beautiful about that i think there's yeah. something kind of perhaps more honest maybe than some of these big hollywood movies that's know? right and I think, I think you see in the cast of the movie as well, there is, you do get just from the way maybe they look, like I mentioned, like some of them maybe look a bit rough. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, you, you do get the idea that there is maybe something kind of sad uh, going on in their lives. Absolutely. Right? Behind, I feel like, I mean, I would stage say, yeah, of, I would say that, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing that they've, had yeah i mean even being gay in 1974 and living this lifestyle and that's i guess that's the other part of it is like is trying to show off this other side of society at a time when it was not accepted yeah at all yeah like, there, it's crazy it's, it's so hugely cu- it's, yeah it's, it's hugely kind ca- like counterculture yeah at the time so i guess like that's the other aspect of it anyway well, let's fire through the plot i'm just going to read the wikipedia plot synopsis and we can comment where appropriate okay, if you have cool. anything, anything to say but i'll fire through this so the plot is delinquent high school student don davenport goes berserk when her parents refuse to buy her the shoes she wants for christmas because nice girls don't wear cha-cha heels that bit's so funny when yeah. she when she like goes mad at her parents she uh she f- she flips the Christmas tree and her mom gets trapped <laughs> under the Christmas tree. There's a, there's a moment where she starts singing along to Silent Night and you're like, oh, maybe she's not a complete bastard. And then she doesn't get the cha-cha heels that she wanted. Yeah. And she just goes, give me back your presents. She takes the presents <laughs> she's got from her dad. She stamps on all the other presents. And she's just immediately, fuck you! I hate you! (laughs) She runs out of the house. She hitchhikes a ride with a lecherous man, Earl Peterson, who drives her to a dump where they have sex on a discarded mattress. We've talked about that yeah. beautiful scene. So we don't see his we don't see his penis. No, there. it's later. No, it's later, it's later on. Yeah. Okay, well. And there's a bit where they're like having sex for ages, and then <laughs> he go, he sort of comes up, and he's still got his pant, he's still got his trousers oh, on. Oh yeah. And he un- then he unbutton- <laughs> unbuttons his trousers and then goes back. That down. is the best part. And it's he's still really he's, funny he's still wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, still, they're like humping and like, oh, 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 for like a minute, and then you realize, <laughs> oh, then he's not under his trousers. <laughs> and then she gets pregnant from that from like clothed fully clothed sex <laughs> and then a part where it's just pants yeah. she gets pregnant yeah. so uh, there was no danger of her ever getting AIDS she yeah. was going to be fine but she did get pregnant yeah Don becomes pregnant and Earl refuses to support her she gives birth to a daughter Taffy a bratish child who she often beats and severely punishes Don works various jobs and engages in criminal activities such as burglary and street prostitution with former high school friends Chiclette and Conchetta. Their um, their burglar costumes are hilarious. It's well. <laughs> just like every opportunity in that movie to like make something outrageous. They just like costume wise, at least. Yeah, but they're, like, not, in, in all, they're not trying to go ways. undercover. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene where it's just this this guy's hammer drinking whiskey walking down the street, and these three girls, Dawn Davenport and the two friends dressed in the, in just i can't even describe just these really they're in like really leather suits or something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're wearing these like these face coverings that are kind of just like a plastic bag but they're not plastic it's like a kind of a cotton black bag over nice. their heads i don't even know and they just they just beat this this drunkard guy up yeah and they steal but like you, you were thinking hold on this guy's gonna have about a dollar on him 
Dom begins frequenting the lipstick beauty salon and marries Gator Nelson, her hairstylist and next-door neighbor. Donald and Donna Dasher, the owners of the beauty salon, recruit Don in a scheme to prove crime and beauty are the same. So yeah, it's the Dashers who decide. The owners of this beauty salon recruit Don to prove that crime and beauty yeah, are the just, same. It's that just, is the plan. It's just surreal and absurd. It's me- yeah. messing around with abstract concepts in a really fun way. I just, I really liked it. They entice Dawn to commit crimes by promising her fame, supplying her with drugs and money, and photographing her crimes to stoke her vanity. And she is rather vain, it must be She's said. She's incredibly vain, yeah. Which is a, a, very funny to me. It's just, it's just part of, like the way she treats everyone else. Yeah. It's just hilarious. Yeah, because are we supposed to believe that she doesn't look like divine? Like, are we supposed to think of it that she's actually like is good looking? No, no. I don't so think she so. is like she 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 is no, bigger. Taffy, she's daughter, fat, right? Yeah, because yeah, she calls her fat. The daughter's constantly going, "You're you're ugly yeah. and you're fat." Yeah. Like, no, I'm not. I'm beautiful. <laughs> you right. little brat. Yeah, because she looks like I guess even as a, a as a school student early on, she's eating a sandwich at her desk. Yeah, that was, which yeah. in in films and TV is usually not a good sign. Oh, I put that put me off my lunch though because mm. I was eat, I was eating at the time. Yeah, and then she just eats the hot dog in a really it, horrible, it is, disgusting is, way. Is, she's she's a pro. Yeah. Gator's aunt Ida Nelson is distraught over her nephew's marriage because she hopes he will become gay and settle down. <laughs> That's a good point. The motives of the characters. <laughs> I think this is one of the things, the motives of the characters are so funny to me. It's just like mad. She's, just... And, and that's 1974. Yeah. And she keeps saying to him like, why are you not gay? Like you're gay. <laughs> you should be gay. Why don't you meet a nice man? You work, in, you work as a hairdresser. Why are you not with a guy? Uh, and he keeps just, protesting that he's straight that all the time. That goes on for ages. Yeah. Like that's just, it's just a recurring motif <laughs> for some reason. And it's just funny. I guess that's something. Maybe, maybe John Waters was twisting something that happened to him or his friends where, you know. Well, like, why can't you be straight? Yeah. Or like, yeah, I've met. The, yeah. I've, they've got this nice girl for you. That makes sense. Yeah, I think it's very funny. When the marriage fails, Don persuades the Dashers to fire Gator, who moves to Detroit to work in the auto. Oh, How does man. he say that? I oh, totally, that for- so I totally forgot about that until it's right just now. Such a funny little detail. That is, uh, that was one of the things I can't believe I've forgotten that until right now. Reading this word, but he says I'm going to work in the auto industry. <laughs> so the, the the aunt is like, you, why can't you just why can't you just like go out with this guy? And he's, he's he basically he's had enough. Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm going, and he's just because because Dawn Davenport, his wife, as he's finally kicked him out, yeah. so he's got nowhere to go, and he doesn't want to stay with his aunt, and so he just repeats the line basically, I think, two times. And he yeah, goes, no, and he's, he's acting so wooden, but the the line for me is really funny. It's just a really funny detail. He just goes, no, I'm going to Detroit to be closer to the auto industry. But the way he says yeah, it as well, he goes, just, industry. Yeah. And the auto industry. But it's just so he's fun. got that like, like ridiculous Baltimore accent. Like, oh, I've got to watch the, the <laughs> auto me, industry. It just, that just comes out of nowhere. It just comes <laughs> out of absolutely nowhere. I'm going to no go and work in the Detroit. auto industry. <laughs> <laughs> no one's mentioned Detroit at any point in the film. No one's mentioned the auto industry. Gator has never mentioned anything to do with yeah. the auto industry. It just comes out of absolutely nowhere. It's just suddenly, also, yeah, like he's not going to do a specific job. He's going to go and work in the auto industry (laughs) he says that he's like i'm going to go and work in the auto industry Uh, and no no specific and he's clearly thick as shit which is uh is the best part about that 
Uh, blaming Dawn for driving Gator away, Ida exacts revenge by throwing acid in her face, leaving Dawn hideously disfigured. The Dashers discourage Dawn from having corrective cosmetic surgery and use her as a grotesquely made-up model. <laughs> <laughs> After this, this is making me laugh more now. Just like remembering it, I watched so it. Funny. I watched it on Friday morning, and now this is this is Monday evening. The, the Doesn't make recording. any sense, but that's why I, lo- I love it. Actually, I think it's just really funny. After they kidnap Ida and imprison her in a large bird cage, they give Dawn an axe to chop off her hand as revenge for the asses. Yeah, okay. All right. To be fair, it does get, it, it does go into territory. You're right. It is kind of like Tim and Eric. It's a, it's it is clearly supposed to be extreme, absurd satire of of what's going on. So. Taffy, now a teenager, is distressed by her mother's criminal lifestyle and convinces her to reveal the identity of her father. Taffy finds her father living in squalor and drinking excessively. She stabs him to death with a chef's knife after he tries to sexually assault her. So she kills Divine. Divine yeah. is playing the father here, and I will have to go back to see his diseased penis. I think it is, yeah. Okay, well, we'll take so. that. that there's, there's no evidence, but... Uh, Call it Friendo is is happy to make a diagnosis of uh, Divine's 1974 sexual health, and that is he he had problems down there. I he think had a, so. He had I'm a not disease. sure. I think so. Taffy returns home, uh, falsely claims she was unable to locate her father, and announces she is joining the Hare Krishna movement. <laughs> That's random. Yeah, and <laughs> and then she's like, "If you join the Hare Krishna." movement i'll kill you she does threaten her with death this is where it really jumps up a notch like the last few scenes here are absolutely insane (laughs) dawn now with now with bizarre hair makeup and outfits now with bizarre hair makeup and she comes out and now she does have like she's shaved off her head or something yeah she's actually quite like that i like that look she's yeah she's shaved down the side of her head she's got the kind of like lightning flashes the lightning bolts yeah she's got mascara that goes to her ears yes i like that i like i think that's a good look i think i think divine was right i think that is how he slash she should look i think that's good uh so dawn now with bizarre hair makeup and outfits provided by the dashers mounts a nightclub act now the the nightclub act involves a large part of it is bouncing on a trampoline. <laughs> that was when I was drifting off. I'm going to be honest, but yeah, there was. There what, what, what was the other part? Did there's she another. Stamp on some fish in a cot. Yeah, there's. <laughs> <laughs> she's like she pulls fish, like big fish, out of a out of a cot, and she's doing all kinds of. She's doing kind of generally quite disgusting things as well. I seem to remember. Um, but she's also bound. She bounces on a trampoline, yeah. which apparently. He spent some like some time practicing for that. Like that was like a thing they had to train for, was to be able to just like it's not. We're talking about like a simple bounce, and then yeah, I mean, like you barely being the able. Bouncing to... is so. I mean, she falls. She falls over half the time. Yeah, she's not able to. You're like, not good at it. we're not talking about someone like doing somersaults. Like just being able to jump up and down is problematic for for him slash her. So yeah, that's 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 the nightclub act. I'm a hundred percent stealing all that material. I'm doing all of those things. I'm, ta- I'm taking those. I think they're from 1974. I think it's safe. Yeah. When Taffy appears backstage in religious attire, Dawn fulfills her threat and strangles her to death. Yeah. In her Harry Krishna gear, Taffy gets uh, gets strangled to death. 
Dom brandishes a gun on stage during her nightclub act and begins firing into the crowd, wounding and killing several audience members. <laughs> and she's, she says something like, yeah, you'll be happy to die. Yeah, like... like you'll be part of the performance Yeah, you're, you're part of the show. I yeah. think that is... There's something to be said for that, for killing audience members <laughs> of a show and then they become part of the show. Yeah, like, as, like yeah, the, the idea that that's good for them. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, you're too. in the show now. Yeah. Yeah, there is some. There's something to that. Quite, I yeah, think we should quite a consider cool idea. that. It's something interesting. About that, Maybe yeah. we should do like that. Should be a sadness cabaret thing for you, like a staged a stage killing, killing of an audience that might, member. Might not go well though. I feel like people are not gonna. They might freak out. Oh, if, if it's obviously yeah tacky and or real. When police arrive to ostensibly ostensibly subdue the crowd, that's good. When police arrive to ostensibly subdue the crowd, they shoot several audience members yeah, themselves. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they try, everyone's trying to escape from the theatre. The cops show up, start shooting people in the audience, even though Divine's the only one with a gun. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. But. And the police allow the dashes to leave when they claim to be upright citizens, upstanding <laughs> citizens, which I think is good. That's why the police. That's what the police should do. Don flees into a forest. I enjoyed oh, yeah. this scene. I really enjoyed. Don flees into a forest, crosses a river. Yeah. Like while still she she's camped overnight apparently like under yeah like in a tent yeah in a tent in like a yeah. kind of hobo tent <laughs> and then is being pursued <laughs> by police and, she, yeah, and dogs yeah. through a forest. She crosses a river like wades across a river that looked quite dangerous, but like like she could have been swept away. Oh yeah, she yeah yeah. But then you remember that it's like a big guy. It's yep. like a big, big guy, powerful guy who's wading through the river. Yeah. That's when that starts to become clear. Uh, but then immediately, as soon as getting, as soon as he, as soon as she gets to the other side of the river, she is immediately arrested and put on trial for murder. And she gets a life sentence. She does at the and trial. Then, that, yep. So yeah, yeah, there's a trial scene where she's betrayed by the dashes, mm-hmm. um, and then she gets the electric chair basically. But she's happy about it. That's it. She's uh, and yeah, you mentioned before. There's a like a weird little part. She's got like a kind of a. She's got like a girlfriend in prison as well who wants to see the. Yeah, it's just and that's, that's the thing about the film. It's like it just it will just introduce something from nowhere. Yeah. So it keeps you on your toes the whole the whole way through the film. And when you when we get to the end there, like we said before, she's quite happy the whole time. She's quite she's. The, all the guards are trying to wind her up. Everyone's trying to wind her up but all she, the time. She won't and be well. Yeah, she's, she's like, a she does not. She's a megalomaniac. You're falling asleep. Good Sorry. stuff. Yeah, she's, in, she's insane. She is insane. Because it's sort of like a performance. Her death is a performance. Absolutely. There's, there's only two people there watching, I think. But... Yeah, her entire life is a performance. Yeah. That's it. That is the end of Female Trouble. Yeah. You've said everything that, I think we've covered everything that needs to yeah. be said about this. Would you Out recommend ten? this to people? Uh, and I, then I'll give you my out of 10. I wouldn't recommend it. My girlfriend would hate it, I think. Right. She would just wouldn't find it funny. I think most normal people wouldn't find it funny. I my watched, mate Eric would like it. Is that Eric he from likes, Tim and Eric? Is it Eric yeah. Eric Wareheim? Yeah, Eric Wareheim. Wareheim. He yeah. would like, no. But I've got a friend called Eric, and he's not Eric at Wareheim, but he okay. likes stuff like this. Yeah, he's into that. Yeah. I would say, uh, I feel like, I'm guessing this was like a big gay film of the time. Like, yeah. like it was big in the, think in the so. scene. I don't know. And uh, nowadays I would say, I don't know if I could really recommend it. I watched it with my landlady. Right. She watched it too. And she was like, uh, I guess the, the shouting definitely drained her as well. Right. And I think the scenes of like child abuse kind of that, she wasn't a big fan yeah, of those. Yeah, it's a bit uncomfortable that scene. Yeah. 
even though it's kind of funny, but when they get up into the attic, then it's, I was a bit like, Ooh, yeah, there's a, yeah. Like the chaining her up and all that kind of stuff. And just, Oh, just not letting her go to school and shouting at her the entire time and calling her a piece of shit. You know that it's not serious, but still it's kind of like, ugh, just seeing such a horrible character to me, that's what I imagine watching love Island is like, (laughs) That's kind of what I equate um, that to. That, uh, I, no, I think I think the whole point of the film is it's an outrageous. island of divines. <laughs> no, it, well, yeah, actually, you've got a bit of a point there. Um, but no, I think that thing about like what, the way the relationship with the mother and the daughter is just so outrageous. Just like everything in the film that it didn't mm, didn't trouble me to the point where like I was not finding it funny basically mm-hmm. i was like this is in keeping with the tone of this film it's mad yeah. i'm i can deal with it it's fine the context made it okay it didn't I, take me out of the film right enough it did a little bit i'm trying i'm trying to but, I, if i had to give it a, a ranking of a mark out of yeah, 10, out of 10 i think i'd go six okay okay and that feels maybe generous I'd give, maybe i'd give give it a six as well oh uh, well i'm going lower then i'm going a five because if i, I gave Katahita, I think I gave that a six, did I not? Or did I? No, I said 6.5. Okay, so that definitely was a a, a much more enjoyable experience, let's say. Yeah, and I think it would be unfair to... Well, I don't know, like, Judy and Punch was... Well, a different... I don't know, like, for me... Like, see, the thing is, you asked me if I would recommend it to anybody... And I would recommend it, but with massive caveats. That's fair. Yeah, I would recommend this to people who are into... If they're into trash trashy stuff in general or if they like to see like the dark side of society if you if you like the toxic adventure dark side i feel like the 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 movie is dark because i guess it's covering certain themes that's true child abuse yeah uh domestic abuse domestic violence yeah um have you seen the greasy strangler have you seen that no have you seen the greasy strangler or the toxic avenger then i would recommend this, this film these are so this is yeah in that same wheel. um yeah it's definitely right. that that kind of thing which i really like both those films i find them so weird and funny and outrageous mm-hmm. and oh, it's just it's just an odd film right so if you if you want a film that has like a coherent narrative and like the character makes like it has a, a pro progression of some kind that's kind yeah. of I don't know there's like a, with a, a solid plot that's interesting blah 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 then yeah I do I wouldn't watch this film but if you if you're up for something that's a bit of just a bit mad right yeah and and you I think you will laugh I think it's funny did you I mean did you laugh during the film yeah definitely there was because just of exactly as you say like how out there it was yeah, yeah I definitely laughed it catches just you by surprise absurdity of some of the situations. Yeah. All right, so that's female trouble. Let's move into the toss for this week. So Donica has informed you yeah. the criteria that I set out last time. I said we had to watch a Bollywood film right. because I've never seen a Bollywood film, okay. and I feel Me like Donica. Yeah. yeah, most people, I guess, uh, you know, in the Western world, we haven't watched Bollywood films, so we decided it was like a huge, like blind spot in our in our viewing. Yeah, I mean, I'd be quite interested to watch one now unfortunately like, they're all about three hours long it seems uh, very long yeah. maybe have yeah. dance scenes in okay so well i don't know how i feel about what, it which one have you gone for so i went for a 2009 film called three idiots which is like the highest rated on imdb it's okay. in it's in the top 250 
Okay. Um, What's Danica gone for? He's gone for a film called Diwa from 1975. Oh my God. Which is an Indian action crime drama film. Mm. Two brothers in the slums of Delhi, I think, end up on opposite sides of the law. Well, that's and, that does add to the same quote. Yeah, it's very well regarded. Okay. It's in, it's in like one of those like a thousand and one movies see before you die. Okay. Lists. Fair play. That sounds good. So, so yeah. the, either way, they're going to be good films. So Diwa. Well, you can. How about this? You can toss Ooh, a coin. I'll give you the. All right. And <clears throat> so heads is Diwa. Yeah. Tails is what was it called? Tails three is idiots. three idiots. Okay. Yeah. It's tails. So that's three idiots. Three idiots. Three idiots. Oh You've no, won. poor Diwa. I yeah. kind of like the sound of that. Although it's 1975. And Which you said I could choose a criteria for next week, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, Andy, Casper, your responsibility is to tell us what we need to do. Right. Okay. So, um, next week, when you choose your next film, mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of movies on in this mythos and hit and miss, maybe, like okay, okay films. But basically, I want you to choose a film from that sort of deals with the HP Lovecraft myth- mythos. Ooh. So, Call of Cthulhu. Does it have to be specifically. A Lovecraft, or can it be like a Lovecraftian film, or does you what do you want it to be like specifically some adaptation of a Lovecraft work? I think it has to be like closely tied to H.P. Lovecraft in some way. It could be like inspired by. Yeah. Okay. 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 Because there, yeah, there's. I mean, I got some I, examples. I, You've got the Color Out of Space 2019 film with Nick Cage in it. Okay. Which I've seen. It's like it's 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 middling. Mm-hmm. The Reanimator, nineteen eighty five, Dagon, two thousand one, The Necronomicon, yeah, in nineteen ninety three, Call of Cthulhu, two thousand five. Right, yeah, I saw there was like a black and white yeah. Call of Cthulhu. I remember yeah. years ago. Yeah, I mean, they might be. From what I can gather, they're all sort of like six out of ten films. But awesome. This is a film podcast, so absolutely. After Bollywood, I'm sure we will be ready to get involved in some big, weird monster with like kind of tentacles coming out its face and all that stuff yeah exactly Cthulhu look like well thank you very much for uh for being the first guest the first successful guest hopefully whose audio actually recorded on uh call it friendo congratulations how do you feel thanks man uh yeah it was a good fun i i really yeah i really enjoyed it thanks Thanks yeah like in my like on the spectrum autism i managed to kind of like, cause I, I realized I was so accustomed to doing things in, in like of such a set specific order that it forced me to reevaluate how to interact with society. <laughs> cause me and Donica have, have grown into that kind of autistic regime. Right. Yeah. So it's nice to have another autist come in <laughs> and, and force me to, to change up a little bit and think about that instead of me going, no, that's not what we do next. Next we do this thing. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank I was you. It's growth. It's personal growth. Right. Now press cool. the applause sign. <laughs> the, the do, do you want me the to? End? Like... No. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, buddy. Bye. 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 Hello. Hello to the Call It Friendo show. Hello to the two Andys. And hello to the listeners. Uh, This is just to assure you that um, this will be the only week where it's only royal subjects discussing a movie. Uh, I'm here to deliver my Republican thunder uh, in the shape of my uh, opinion on the film 
Female Trouble by John Waters. You might hear a baby scream in the background here. I'm on holidays in Montpellier in France. It's very nice. I recommend it. Just this morning, I watched Female Trouble with um, my baby daughter. Uh, I certainly hope she's not making memories. Um, I had avoided John Waters for the longest time, knowing he was a film icon, but just one day reading the summary of Pink Flamingos and thinking, ah, it's not something I want to see. Uh, so I did. I, I steered clear of it. Um, and uh, then, uh, as some of you might remember, uh, enemy of the show John Spallan saw me watch a film called Down and Dirty, an Italian gypsy grotesque film. And then I had kind of read that um, synonymous enough with the cinema of John Waters, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I finally got around to this. wasn't expecting to, but, um, man, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I laughed from start to finish. It is grotesque. It's also hilarious. There's three things that really got across to me. Um, first of all, just it's one of the best examples of, of punk in cinema you can think of, along with like the likes of Bad Boy Bobby or, uh, again, Down and Dirty or the cinema of Alex Cox. I just thought it was phenomenal in that regard. Um, I just also must reiterate again, I thought it was just hilarious. I laughed throughout um, and mostly at the most juvenile things, you know. Um, but you know, that's my cup of tea, really. Um, yeah, particular shout out to um, when uh, uh, Dawn Davenport reveals to her daughter uh, Taffy that she is retarded and she got a diagnosis from the doctor. She is, in fact, retarded. Um, oh, not a fan of all the close ups of penises, even though there was only two. They were particularly nasty 70s kind of penises. Um, so, yeah, the other thing that I got a big buzz out of was just just how erratic and crazy it is and you're basically i like watching a film and i can really picture the person doing the job you know and it can be anybody it can be an actor it can be a director whatever like you know the likes of fucking the rock you're not picturing michael bay doing anything ecstatic but i you know nick cage going let's find some rockets you know he's really brought something to it and i like i like looking at that you know uh, I like thinking about Quentin Tarantino finishing the script of Pulp Fiction and just going, that was fucking awesome. And I picture John Waters writing the script of something like Female Trouble and just laughing his ass off at every next turn, like, you know, the acid attack. And then the, the yeah, yeah, all the crime photography. She throttles her daughter. Her daughter kills her dad. Uh, Divine playing both parts. Uh, it's fucking bananas. I actually did really have a good time with it. I wouldn't be too quick to watch it again, uh, although I would watch it again, and I would definitely like to see this in a packed cinema. So there we go. I was not expecting that at all. Um, and uh, bonus material I just watched, um, I think uh, it's the 40-year anniversary. They interviewed John Waters on stage, and he's a really, really charming man. I recommend it. You'll find it on YouTube. Peace out. Johnny Spills, Enemy of the Podcast here with final thoughts on Dune. Uh, Listen to the podcast, really enjoying this podcast, really enjoying my status as Enemy of the Podcast. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a title I wear proudly. Um, I, I haven't got to you talking about Lovers on the Bridge yet, but uh, I really liked it. I thought it was great. I thought it was so good. Um, just the visuals, the, is the Bastille Day, the big fireworks bit amazing some astonishing sequences some heartbreaking moments and um it just really felt me like like you're just watching great international cinema it's there's just something to the way they tell stories that's just so honest and truthful and so 
disinterested almost in normal narrative structure and winding things up. And as soon as you in your head can see where something is going, they just skip ahead and do something different. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really, really brilliant. And as someone who truly hated Holy Motors when I saw it and thought it was one of the biggest pieces of tripe I've ever seen in my life, um, this really blew me over. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Dune, yeah, so pretty much agree with, um, where my, uh, things are. I think it's Denis Villeneuve's worst movie. I definitely feel that way. Um, but I don't think it's bad. I, like, I, Denis Villeneuve's one of my favorite filmmakers, um, was my favorite filmmaker for many, many years. Uh, and... This is, for me, his worst movie, but it's still better than a lot of movies. It's still better than most movies. It's still, like, I would put it, I'd give it, like, a three and a half out of five. Like, it's, uh, it's solid enough. Uh, it is very long. I don't, I do not understand how you cannot think that this is show, don't tell. This was tell, 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 tell. I just felt I was sitting down watching exposition for the whole thing. Until we get to maybe the battle sequence, then... Okay, I'm being a little unfair. Probably the last hour is is just we're into the action good, which is why I would actually be really excited about a sequel. I definitely want them to make another one of these. I'm avoiding the book. I'm avoiding the David Lynch version. I'm not reading up what happens. I do want to see what happens next. I am in, interested, at least, in the story, especially with how we've kind of got everything explained. But that first hour and a half, like, I was rolling my eyes, like, this is just people standing in hallways talking about lores and families and trade routes and diplomacy and uh, the family and, ugh. And I know that's a kind of uh, storytelling that lots of people enjoy. Uh, we're living in an age where, you know, bloody Christopher Nolan is the most revered filmmaker in the world. And most of his movies are just that. So, um, I definitely like in some doses. Someone like David Fincher, I think, handles exposition so well. And so many of his movies are such exposition dumps. But he makes it entertaining and interesting. And makes that the thing you're latching onto. This... Just had people standing around in stupid costumes, <laughs> spouting off about families. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, all right? They're, those guys are bad. People want spice. Fremen are native savages. Let's, all right. Um, even like scenes with the Josh Brolin and Timothy Chalamet sword fighting, you know, uh... That's kind of played as an action set piece, a little bit of practice. The whole time they're just spouting exposition back and forth to each other. And yeah, um, overall, it was grand. Um, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't tell anybody not to go see it, but I find it hard to recommend strongly to anyone either. And, uh, but I'm enjoying this podcast. I am having a good old time now. I'm getting into the bit where you talk about Lovers on the Bridge. I hope you guys liked it as much as I did. I thought it was really, really great. Um, score, performances, story, visuals, just the whole shebang. I really thought no, it, was, it was one of the best movies I've seen in a hot minute. Um, uh, and yeah, yeah, I'm excited to hear you guys talk about it. All right, peace.